With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. 11 o'clock hour. It's about four minutes after the hour of 11. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Bama Bob here momentarily. Some uh, breaking NFL news. Uh, If you're a Steelers fan, sit down. Ben Roethlisberger's out for the year. He is the undergoing year. elbow surgery and is out for the entire year. Season-ending elbow surgery. Drew Brees has had surgery or is about to have surgery this morning on his thumb uh, in a collision with Aaron Donald, throwing a pass yesterday, and he's going to be out six weeks is the uh, guesstimate or the time frame on him. But Ben Roethlisberger out for the year. That Ouch. is uh, Mason Rudolph. Come on down. Yeah, it's, it's his game. I mean, that's his team yeah. now, right? Uh, that division, too. Look at Baltimore. The start they're yeah. off to. Lamar Jackson, he's Looking a quarterback. Great not a there. running back, Trent. No, not at all. He's, uh, he's Cincinnati, making... rough one yesterday yeah, at yuck. home. I had a, a buddy, went to his, a Bengals fan, I don't know how, went to his first In ever Bengals. market? Beng- yeah. Well, a Sioux City guy. Okay. And went to his first ever Bengals game. Didn't go very well. No, indeed. Let's get Bama Bob in here around college football. We go Bama, Trent, and Ken. Thanks for coming on, Bama Bob. How are you? I'm fantastic, guys. How are you? Doing pretty well. Appreciate it. Love this segment, uh, as always. Well, you know, let's start with the, we're going to go around all the Power Five conferences uh, at some point here in the next few minutes. Let's go f- worst loss from the weekend. Who suffered the worst loss? Bama will start with you, and then Trent be ready for that mm-hmm. one coming back. Um, well, there were a lot of ugly games. Uh, you know, the UCLA game, Florida State, mm. you know, again. But to me, the worst loss had to be Georgia Tech losing to the Citadel. And listen, I know Georgia Tech's not anywhere near uh, – you know, playoff or never was going to be, but I, you know, we talked beginning of the year who the worst team in FBS Mm -hmm. was, and my two were Rutgers and Georgia Tech, and I just thought they were going to struggle in that transition from Paul Johnson from the triple option to a quote-unquote normal offense, and boy, are they, and they lost at home to the Citadel Mm -hmm. uh, on Saturday, and I mean, it's, I don't, guys, this could be a one-win team, two-win team before it all shakes out. Luckily for them, they play in the ACC, and there's also some, which we'll get to later. There's also maybe some pretty mediocre teams in there, but but they they might be the worst Power Five team in the country, and uh, that was an ugly, ugly loss. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. And they will not be favored on the rest of their schedule. Think about that. The worst Correct. loss, Trent Condon, was whom? I think you have to go to Friday night in Boston College. You know, Steve Adazio has been seemingly always yeah. on the warm seat, never the hot seat, but yeah. warm seat. They go seven and six almost every single season, and with that, you lose that kind of game, you take a step back, and you don't get to six or seven Trent, wins. this wasn't a fluke. I know you were doing high school yeah. football. I watched it. It was not a fluke. Against Kansas. Against Kansas, who hadn't won on the road 
forever. To do that at home, that's a bad one. BC in some trouble there. Nadazio in some trouble. Yeah, I'm going to go with Arizona. I'm with Michigan State's loss to Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State's a decent football team, but I think, Trent, I don't want to put words in your mouth. We both thought that Michigan State was a dark horse, Big East contender, and I get it's non con, but you know, you got to take business or take care of business when you have Arizona State. The way that it happened, kick the game tying field goal, only to have a flag thrown, picked up, then you go to the monitor. Yep, there were 12 guys on the field. Back it up five yards, re kick it, wasn't even close. And then the Pac 12 officials missed an Arizona State player jumping on one of his teammates' back uh, in order to get some leverage to leap over the top. No flag. Michigan State, boys, was a bad one. I think we got three good ones in there. Georgia Tech is just putrid. Here's what I'll say about the Big 12 we'll get to in a minute. I think the bottom of the Big 12 is better than we thought. K-State had a very good win. Bama, let's move on. Uh, Let's go with the best win of the week, Bama, or the best game. Let's do best game. What was the most entertaining football game to you? Well, there was a couple of them I'd pick from. uh, You know, I thought the Air Force-Colorado game was great. In-state, service academy. How did you see that, by the way? Because wasn't that Pac-12? It it, It was. Uh, I'll tell you off air. Okay, uh, <laughs> but yeah, show me off air. So, <laughs> Sounds like you got. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the best. I, I thought the best game that I saw uh, over the weekend was Florida Kentucky, uh, and I thought that was the biggest win, maybe the best win. And listen, I, I'm not. I I want to be very clear. I'm not at all, you know, championing a, a kid getting hurt because Felipe Frank suffered oh. a gruesome. Uh, ankle injury, and you feel terrible for him as a person, mm-hmm. as a football player. It is painful. It was painful to watch. It's going to be painful to heal and recover. Yep. Uh, likely done, most likely for the season. May not ever play football again because he's also an outstanding baseball player and a prospect, mm-hmm. I believe, in the Red Sox system. All that said, Florida came back to win that game. Uh, I think they scored 17 points, 17 to nothing maybe after Frank's left. And, again, it's different. You can't put it all on that. But they, they I think they're going to be better with a backup quarterback. And the thing, the, the thing that it bought them, and, again, I'm not championing anybody ever, ever getting hurt. Uh, but the one thing that, that, that losing Frank's to an injury does is it eliminates any controversy. It's not like when are we going to Makes it easy, player? yep. Yeah, you know, there's always struggling, so we put Trask in, and he wins the game. Well, now mm-hmm. who are you going to start? And there's no pouting, and there's no division in the locker room. It, it's it's a cut, it's a clean cut, if you will, and that's maybe a bad analogy given the in- nature of the injury. But you know what I'm saying? There's no controversy. It's his team. He's going to lead him going forward, and that's it. And I think they might be a bet. They might be better off for it. They've got a lot of tough games left on their schedule. They are not the number nine team in the country. Um, no, but uh, that was a big win, and and for them to compete and stay alive in the East game, they had to win. No doubt, best game. Were you at the best game? I was weekend? at the best game, and I didn't get to see a whole lot because of the three hour delay in the middle of that game. Mm-hmm. So, because of that, for me, it's pretty easy. It's the one we talked about for the first hour of the show, the Seahawks game. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh... Virginia-Florida State was an entertaining football game. Uh, Virginia coming back, scoring 21 points in the fourth quarter to win that game and remain ranked where they are. Uh, I thought that was a um, an entertaining football game. But I, you know what, Trent? Scratch that. The, the, most, the, the best game I saw this weekend was the game that means the most of our state, the one you were at, the Cyhawk game. Did you see that, Bama? 
I I really really tried, Ken. <laughs> you know, I wanted obviously Alabama South Carolina was on, so I was in obviously into that one at two thirty, flipping back and forth, and then the lightning delay, mm-hmm. and it, it was just it. You know, you kept going, and you know when is it going to come back on? And you flip over to FS1, and you know nothing. It's not there, and it says it's still in a weather delay. So I caught I caught the beginning of it. And then more toward the end of it, um, you know, and, and but with the two SEC games in between, it almost ended the same time Florida Kentucky did. It was crazy, and I felt bad. I'm glad game day got their thing in, yeah, you me know, too. because it didn't it didn't affect that. And what a great thing that was! What a great showing for Ames and for Iowa State, and really for the state of Iowa. I hope they'll come back again at some point. Um, but it, so at least they got that and didn't affect it. I really felt kind of bad for, you know, for the. For the game itself, because it was a good game and it's a meaningful game and it's a big rivalry and just anytime those things get interrupted like that, it's really really tough. Indeed, you know we talked about the egregious officiating mistake by the Pac-12 officials in Arizona, Michigan State. Not sure, did you guys see Trent? You were working so Bama. Did you see the end of the North Carolina Wake Forest game? North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, they look. If they would have had it, would have been a hail mary. Um, but they should have had but, one second on the clock. I mean, it's right there. And then the the talking head, the officiating, uh, whoever's the you know the Mike Pereira, if mm-hmm. you will, of college football says, "No, that's not the right call." The dude's trying to make a make an excuse for why they took the one second off the clock. No, you're wrong. Um, here's what we lost as college football fans: we lost out on an opportunity to see that uh, that opportunity. But Bama, let's go to the ACC. Did you learn anything this week other than you know the beat goes on? Yeah, this really is. Um, you know, Clemson started slow against Syracuse. Uh, you know, I, I tell you, Trent, Trent was on to something in the beginning of the year, Virginia. I know it was kind of a, you know, give FSU credit if you want for playing hard and, and for showing some guts. Um, but Virginia might be the second, I think is the second best team in that conference, obviously behind Clemson. Uh, UNC had a shot, kind of a bad loss, you know, at Wake Forest. Man, what a letdown after those first the two opening wins over South Carolina and Miami, and then that happens. So I think that kind of tells you what they've got. And, you know, Virginia Tech's not any good. They almost lost to Furman. You mentioned Boston College. I mean, it's just it's I mean, bad. It's Clemson and the, and the 12 Dwarfs or however many left in there. It's, it's, it's bad football. Trent, you learn anything about the ACC? Well, it feels like Clemson is just going to be able to coast through this one. Is there anybody at all that is no. going to even be able to push them? It doesn't feel like that. I'm sure there'll be a hiccup. There'll be somebody that you know takes them into the third quarter in a tight game, but it feels like a foregone conclusion. 13-0 Clemson against whoever else shakes out in the playoff. You know what? I'm going to go first on the Big 12 because this was my biggest takeaway from the Big 12 this weekend was yeah, well, you can, you know, you can point to Oklahoma and they just, you know, crushed uh UCLA and you can and Hurts etc. Kansas won on the road. Kansas State won on the road again an SEC venue. West Virginia beat a Power 5 school in North Carolina State. Boys, the bottom of the Big 12, which we thought was going to be, you know, plug your nose, um is a lot better than we thought. Now Texas Tech, if they could have, you know, beaten Arizona, that we would have felt a whole lot better of it. Uh, but the bottom of the Big Twelve, I think, is better. TCU going on the road to beat Purdue in the fashion that they did. I think Oklahoma State is for real with Hubbard, the running back. Um, Big Twelve's got some depth. Is my biggest takeaway. Bama, how about you? Yeah, you still you must be reading my notes. I was going Sunflower State. You know, Kansas, Kansas State, both winning. I think this is the first time in a decade that they have both won on the road against a Power 5 school in the same week, which is crazy uh, when you think about it. 
good win. This is not a classic Mississippi State team. Um, it, you know, but you go on the road to Starkville again. It was it was 180 degrees mm-hmm. on that field. Early kickoff, they did what they had to do. And, and for me, you know, TCU. We talked about them Friday. They took away the one good thing Purdue had, which is which was more. And Gary Patterson is is a genius at doing that. And you know, that game was not competitive. And man, I'm going with the hat. How about that? How about yeah. bouncing back, losing from at. You know, at home, but was it Coastal Carolina, somebody uh-huh. yes. like that? Yeah. And then, you know, shut, not, not just winning the game, but like you said, Ken, legit, outscored them 20 to nothing in the second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, that is, that is winning football. And look, they're, they're likely not going to make a bowl game this year, but they're going to make life miserable for somebody in the Big 12 and, and cost them a little bit before the year is said and done. Yeah. Big 12 deeper at the bottom. This note on the Big 12 just in, there's, they're, uh, divvying out uh, TV and kickoff times. The, for the second time this year, ESPN Plus is hosting. K-State, Oklahoma State, ESPN Plus. Not ESPN. Wow. ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN Plus. That's not right. This is what's going no. to be happening, though. We heard this with the new TV announcement. Oh, ESPN geez. Plus is going to be a big part of it. The Cyclones will be at some point, too. Uh, your takeaway, Trent? Uh, to your point about the depth of this conference being a whole lot deeper, I think we're going to see a three-loss Big 12 team in the championship game. You think Oklahoma's going to win, lose three games? I don't think it's going to be Oklahoma, you that's think for Texas sure. Texas is? Oh, absolutely. I think Texas will have three losses, maybe Iowa State. How many got Oklahoma? Else? Oh, in the championship in game. In the championship game. I'm sorry, game. I misunderstood yes. you. Your second team in there gotcha, yes. will be 6-3 and three yes, and figure fair. out the tiebreakers from there. Yep, fair point. Trent, we'll stay with you. Big Ten, your takeaway from this conference this week was what? Not very good. Not This conference as a whole, Ohio State did what they were supposed mm-hmm. to. Maryland Penn, getting beat? Maryland gets beat by Temple. I was on that one. That was one of my few good calls of the week. I look top to bottom. We talked about, we talked more about the depth of the West. Maybe not quite as deep. And secondly, Minnesota, three straight weeks. The most fake 3 0 team in the history of college football. <laughs> but many Gopher teams of the past would be one and two right now. That's true. They would not win three games like this in a row that you can make arguments they shouldn't have won yeah, any yeah. of these three football games. That's good. That's fair, Trent. Phil Fleck. He's still Phil. <laughs> he is, but the way they won, well, they almost gave it away yes. with a, uh, a was a blocked field goal uh-huh. and then a fumble, both returned for touchdowns, but they came back down the field and found a way to win. I guess if you're a half-full guy, you would take yours. If you're a glass half-empty, it's the most fake 3-0 and team in the history of college football. <laughs> Bama, your takeaway on the Big Ten? Well, it's kind of in line with what you had, you know, uh, you know, Back to Purdue, you know, we talked about it a few weeks ago, my guilty pleasure team. Can't I don't can't explain it, don't know why. Really kinda wanted to watch that. I really I do like Rondell Moore and man, TCU just went in there and just sucked mm-hmm. the life out of that game. Yep. Um Michigan State's offense, guys. I mean, Oof. give Arizona State credit. We'll talk about them maybe in a minute. Um, but my goodness, I mean you forget the way it ended. You gotta be able to score more than seven points at home, don't you? Um, I mean, it's not the 85 Bears you're lining up against there. Uh, and, you know, Maryland, I think, clearly a look-ahead game. I don't think that game's going to hurt them that much. They were not really – they're not in contention for anything. That You know, they got Penn State coming home uh, or coming to them next week. I believe that game's on Fox, I believe. FS, FS1, one of those primetime games. Um, Illinois, I mean, just, yep. you know, losing to, at home to Eastern Michigan. Um, you know, the big again, the big boys did what they were supposed to. And the bottom of it is just 
you know, you know, outside of Michigan State, just, I mean, just kind of a putrid weekend. And I don't know where Illinois is going from here, but Lovey Smith doesn't really seem to be getting much done up there in Champaign. We have five minutes left, so let's move on. Pac-12 Bama, since you were talking about it, uh, go ahead, uh, your takeaway on the Pac-12. Yeah, Arizona State. I mean, I, 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 I couldn't find it. I thought I heard it. That Herm Edwards is, is like nine and one in games decided by one score, is something really? like that. I mean, that is impressive. That's getting it done. That's knowing. That's mm-hmm. coaching. That's knowing how to win. Knowing how to finish games. So good win for them. Ugly game. Hideous to watch. Doesn't care. You know, ten seven win on the road in East Lansing, Washington State. Friday night looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like that game. Um, uh, and you know what? Uh, you know, Leach Leach's got a quarterback. He's found another one. He, yeah, he does. Yeah. And they keep they keep. Turning them out, um, you know. Cal again, just kind of there, you know. Wins and nobody's talking about them, and probably won't be talking about them. But they just kind of keep winning. USC um, and Colorado, bad loss. I mean, listen, you can't really blame USC. That was, you know, BYU's not a bad team, but, but they lost to Tennessee. Was, they just, I mean, they were night and day to beat Tennessee. Tennessee yeah, stinks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's just. You know, it, it eventually caught up to USC. Yeah. I guess is what it is that schedule's going to, and you know, Colorado. Bat, that's got to be considered a bad loss to Air Force, yeah. no matter how you cut it. No doubt. Uh, Pac-12. Anything for you, Trent? Are you ready for a Cal Arizona State uh, Pac-12 championship game? This conference, Utah, Utah, the <laughs> it, Utes. Yeah, it, and, and that Utah team is pedestrian themselves. I mean, they're going to have a nice record, but let's not say that this is a team that can go in and win a game in the college football playoff. Don't be killing my guy, Zach Moss. He's a hell of a running back yes, in the he country. Is. doesn't know about him, but I'm with you. Uh, SEC, Trent Condon. SEC, that Bama talked about the Florida win. That was in that environment, mm-hmm. Kentucky jumping out the way that they did after ending the long streak the year previous. And By the way, how good would Ahmad Wagner look in a Hawkeye uniform? Oh they need an athletic tight end, he, right? He looks good in any kind of uniform. Yeah. He is a fun, fun player to watch. But overall, pretty ho-hum. Yeah. Um, just not a whole lot there. That Mississippi State loss, that's not a game you should lose at home to K-State in year number one. Of climbing mm-hmm. that that one was a head scratcher to me. Bama, and 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 didn't Mississippi State pound them last year in Manhattan? In Manhattan yeah, I think they did. Yeah, Bama. Yeah, and real quick on climbing, that was a great hire. I mm-hmm. mean, there was all the questions, you know, coming from North Dakota State and everything else. And I mean, you know, yeah, you can win there, but this is the big time. It's straight from there to Power Five. I think that's going to be a good hire. I'm with you. Um, listen to me. It's Florida, Kentucky. Kentucky's good. I mean that. You, you think, you know, they lose, um, God, what's the defensive end? Allen. Allen, Josh uh, Allen. Yeah. Benny, yeah, they, they lose Benny Snell. Um, their back, their quarterback tears his ACL last week and they gave Florida a fight. Uh, again, mm-hmm. Florida's not the number nine team in the country, but they now have the quarterback that they're going to go forward with. The other thing, Alabama, South Carolina, um, don't be fooled by the score. Alabama's going to have to outscore people to beat them this year. Good teams. Um, that defense is, they're not the number two team in the country. They're going to be number two this mm. week, this week. Um, they are not the number two LSU? team right now in the country. Uh, LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Mm. Um, I don't know about Georgia, but listen, when you have Tua and those four receivers, you are always going to be in every game. Okay, yeah. that's the best quartet of receivers I can re- ever recall in college football. You know, just as a, yeah. as a group. Um, they, they need to get the line. I think they'll get the offensive line worked out in the running game going, but the defense guys, they have just lost so many people. They started three true, 
three true freshmen, two at linebacker, one at safety against South Carolina. That is, unless those guys, they got two or three weeks to get better. Southern Miss, Ole Miss, Arkansas, bye week, and then the meet starts with they go to A&M, they host LSU. Um, you know, they're going to, they, they got to get a little bit better. They're not the number two team in the country right now. Uh, let's, uh, last thing, guys. Um, thankfully, we don't only get to watch one game this coming week. <laughs> but what's the, what game gets your attention right now? Only one, Bama. We'll talk more about it clearly on Friday. So let's, you know, we've gone past our allotted time here. But what's the, what's the one game this coming week you can't miss? Notre Dame, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are just, you just got to live for these kind of games. Uh, late September. You know, not a neutral site game. True home and home was a great game in South Bend last year, and to have Notre Dame w- running onto an SEC field mm. is just something that you don't see very often. And I mean, I'm I, if you made me watch one, it's that one. Like you said, luckily that won't be the case. Right. But that's 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 one A on my list this this year, and maybe even for the season. I mean, I just absolutely love this football game. Uh, for the season, I'll still take that one that comes around. LSU Alabama is going to be terrific. But uh, Trent, uh, this weekend you can watch one. Which one? Uh, though I think Bama is very good, and just the pageantry, everything around it. I don't know how good that game is going to turn out to be because what, of that. It's Twelve points? Is that what I saw? Thirteen and a half. Thirteen and a half. It is uh, moved very quickly. The point spread in that mm-hmm. one. Wisconsin yes. hosting Michigan. Eleven o'clock. Speaking of just kind of everything surrounding it, uh-huh. early kickoff. Big Ten. Physical. Yep. That should be a fun one. I'm with you, Trent. That's the one I would watch if I could only watch one. We'll talk about a whole bunch more than just that one, Bama, when we reconvene on Friday. Thank you, pal. Good to talk to you, Bama. Yeah, as always, guys. Take care. Yeah, good to talk to you. You can follow Bama on Twitter, at Bama Bob. Uh, Mark Morehouse joins the program next. We'll get the Hawkeye perspective on Cyhawk from Mark when Miller and Condon continue 26 minutes after 11. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Oh. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon in Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO, Rico Kasich. Mm-hmm. Well done. Not well, not him, sadly. He uh, lost his life yesterday. 75, I think I saw. Like the cars. Did you? Reminds, I'm really into him. Reminds me of my aunt that was... Babysat me a lot growing up. She lasts in the cars a lot in the vehicle. So <laughs> when I hear the cars, that's what I think of. Crazy Aunt Kyra. Uh, Eddie Murray, uh, Eddie Money, rather, and um, Rick Ocasek, same weekend for the most part. Oh, yeah. uh, let's get Mark Morehouse in here. He's going fishing for the week. That's why we moved him up to Monday. Where are you going, Mark? Um, Lake Namakagan in uh, Wisconsin, way up there by Lake Superior, kind of in uh, Megan Gustafson country. So I'm pretty pumped. And what will you be angling for? Uh, muskies. It's the only yeah. fish there is. As as yeah. it's, it's a hell of a uh, fight. Uh, the only thing I want, and uh, I can't wait. Uh, it should be fun. and Maybe there'll be some leaves, and maybe there'll be some football on Saturday that I actually don't have to track and worry about. No, indeed. So when? Uh, how long are you going to be uh, up there for? Um, uh, through next week, uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then my daughter's getting married, so I'm going to be missing my first Iowa football game since 1999, so uh, big deal. 
Yeah, well, right. it's it's the right one to miss, I guess, right? I, I, that's, yeah, I have no regrets. If I'm going to miss one, it's <laughs> going to be a biggie, and this is a biggie. Indeed. Well, let's get to the biggie that played out this weekend, Cyhawk. Mark, I want a, a couple of things uh, that I want to ask you. Third down and seven, uh, Iowa State had exhausted their timeouts. Were you surprised? Maybe not that Stanley dropped by, back to pass the ball, to throw the football instead of eating or winding clock, but just the play call and the pass to Weeding, who was escorted out of bounds, uh, and the uh, clock obviously would stop. That surprised me late in the football game that that was the, of, of all the passes, that that's the one that they threw. I like the call. I like trying to win. And what was it, third and six, you said? I think it was third, third and six, third and seven, yeah. Third, third and six, third and seven. Yep, that sounds right. Um, I, I'm going to boil this one down to Stanley making that decision. Mm-hmm. I don't think Brian Ferentz wanted him to throw the ball there. I think maybe Weeding was the only guy open. And Stanley pulled the trigger on it. Um, one, uh, yeah, get out of bounds. And two, long throw the sideline. I don't know if I would have let that one go. But you knew they weren't going to let anything go in the middle of the field. So, yeah, the, I think the only real big flaw in that play, I mean, I'm okay with the pass. I'm yep, okay so am I. trying to win, but, you know, just don't throw it to the sideline. Right. That was, uh, yeah, just the play call, everything that went there. And for a moment, it looked like Stanley, he was just, he was going to take a sack there because maybe his first read wasn't there and then checked it down to that one. And we, of course, knew what happened. Well, Iowa, so there's certainly plenty of positives to take away, the biggest one being what they got in the win column, eighteen seventeen, with the final there. But again, Keith Duncan, his play, he has been outstanding. The clutch kick two years ago. And to stick it out, we talked about this a little bit Three earlier, Mark. Three years ago. Yeah, against Michigan. To stick it out, a walk-on from North Carolina paying out-of-state tuition. What a story this young man has turned into. Yeah, and he, uh, and he brought up God right away. And uh, I thought that was, you know, whatever it takes for, to get a guy through the, what he went through. Mm-hmm. Hey, you you uh, you believe in whatever you want because it, it it's obviously turned out for him. And the one little thing that I think everyone's kind of uh, blowing right past is he's a much better kicker now. I mean, he's a yeah. terrific kicker. I mean, forty yards is not a big deal. Um, I think at forty six, it starts to get a little wavy for him, but uh, he's going to get a chance to show people his range right now after after the fast start, eight of eight. Uh, Big Ten Player of the Week, uh, Special Teams Player of the Week, and then you know basically winning the Cyhawk game. Uh, no scholarship yet, I don't think. Uh, I think that's probably on, next on the agenda for him. But um, uh, much better kicker, much stronger uh, uh, leg now, and I, I think you know what a testament to the fortitude of the kid for two years of uh, you know special teams guys are already kind of off on the side, way off doing their own thing. So imagine not. You know, two years of not even right. being in the plans for your team. Um, that, it shows a lot. That it shows that he likes the community. It shows that the community likes him. You know, who showed me a lot this weekend, and really has all season long. But it's Makai Sargent. Those extra yards that he's able to move. It's not a ton of them, but he's not. He doesn't go down easily, Mark. And I didn't see that as part of his game last year. He's moved more piles already in three games this year. Seemingly, they did all of last year. Seems like he stopped, but he's going to fall forward, or he's going to pick up extra yards. Seemingly, every time he carries the ball. Yeah, the one time he didn't was on the first drive, I think third and four deep in the Cyclones territory. And I think he got third, three yards on a third and four. If he leans forward just a little bit, I think he gets that. Um, he is moving piles, Ken. You're absolutely right about that. Talked to his high school coach at uh, Key West High, and he said the guy was a, was, uh, was a bull up in South Florida. I mean, there were teams that hated to have to play him because they knew 30 carries and 
not a lot of flash and dash. You're going to actually have to engage him and, and put him on the ground. Makai's a tougher kid, and I think uh, maybe he's a little better uh, inside zone runner than Torrin. A little quicker feet, a um, little bit lower to the ground. Torrin's is just a little bit bigger target going through the hole. But uh, as far as Iowa running back overall goes, going after this game, yeah, I think my takeaway is you got to find ways more. Find, you got to find more ways to get uh, Tyler Goodson into it and get him the ball. He was in the first series, him and Ivory Kelly Martin. I don't know what's going on with Iowa running back, but everybody's doing a little something. And uh, kind of fun to watch, but I think it's time to, you know, maybe throw a little more on uh, Tyler Goodson's play. So, Oliver Martin, two snaps in the football game, I believe, was the number that I saw. Wasn't targeted in the game. Wide receivers have played well. Is it more a factor, this wide receiver group, better, and there just isn't a whole lot of snaps for him? Or is it the shoulder injury we heard about before he was given eligibility for this year? Probably a little bit of both, but I would say this also. Um, this was a game where you saw Iowa play just 13 players on defense. Um, the guys who are on offense who are rotated in, I would imagine they have plans for them for the whole season. This is one of those games where uh, you kind of pare down the roster and, okay, there's going to be no stunts out there. There's going to be no evil Knievel crap. There's going to be football. And uh, maybe Oliver's right on that cusp where, okay, you don't know enough of the playbook. This is a big game. We're not going to mess around here. Maybe there's some of that, but also I imagine injuries part part of it. I mean, he wasn't dressed for the Big Ten when the Big Ten uh, BTN crew came through Iowa City. So there's a couple factors working there, and who knows? But I would say the wide receivers were a strength, and I'm not going to make something out of nothing. Hmm. Have you ever seen a? I'm sure you have, but but uh, maybe a little hyperbolic there. But Kerner's play, his decision to knock the ball down. Trent, uh, Trent, and I talked about this mm-hmm. early in the show. Mark, if this was Sunday, every single one of the uh, corners that had that opportunity, or, or DBs, is going to you know pick that ball off because they want it in their stats. He understood the situation, situational football. Jack Kerner, very well coached, and you could tell the appreciation uh, when he's coming off the field. Ference went out of his way to make sure he was there to congratulate him on an incredibly heady play. You know, it's it's weird. Uh, him and uh, D.J. Johnson, they were targeted a lot in this game, and uh, D.J. Johnson specifically. And there was a switch on the 73-yard pass that uh, those two kind of goofed up. And, you know, they were first-year players. You cannot hide these guys in the field. They are the secondary. I thought they pulled through pretty well. Brock Perry, or Brock Purdy, I'm sorry. Terrific player, terrific quarterback. And I don't, Iowa State, I think, was stuck a little bit. You know, they could sit back and pass and play, you know, uh, roulette destruction with uh, that pass rush and pick apart a secondary that was inexperienced or try to get the running game going. They went with the pass stuff, and it was almost enough. Uh, D.J. Johnson played really well, I thought. After a while, he had, you know, the big bust. Three flickers get a lot of guys. But I think Kerner the last two weeks really, you know, I didn't have to say his name or hear his name much. I didn't have to write his name much against uh, Rutgers. And then last week, you know, very heady play, you bring that up. But he also, strong tackler. Um, he's more than just a placeholder now, and I think in the next few weeks, I, I think Iowa fans will really appreciate the fact that their secondary is going to be super deep when they start getting guys back. Speaking of getting guys back, Hankins, after sitting out the game, is this something where he's going to be able to go against Middle Tennessee or this thing that that could debilitate him for a while? He's been banged up quite a bit throughout his career. Yeah, he has. He's a he's a he's a he's a pit bull a little bit. He's one of the smaller dogs on the block, and. Uh, he's going to hit. And that's one thing that I've noticed from him from day one. 
Um, this is hamstring in probably two to three weeks. Brady Reeves, uh, defensive tackle, um, out last week. PCL probably out two, couple, two or three weeks. So maybe I think Michigan is uh, looking like gonna, it's going to be when everybody comes home for the party, and uh, you know that's how I play it. I mean, maybe Middle Tennessee State will be a pain, but uh, Iowa should be able to to uh, put that away. Uh, bye week this week. Um, I think the one I'm not sure of. Kirk, Kirk keeps throwing out things that make me think Larry Jackson's injury might be a little bit longer than I think, mm. but um, I, I would I, he's the one I would wonder about for Michigan, but I think the other guys will be back. What about Reef? I think he'll be back. Uh, two to three weeks. Uh, I, I could see him being back for Michigan. Um, I would say this, though. On the defensive line, um, they're okay at tackle. Uh, they need a third end, and they need it now. Uh, maybe Imani Jones will end up being that guy. Maybe he already is right now. But they, you know, uh, Epineza and uh, Chauncey Golston, two defensive ends, two high-effort guys, pass rush, you know, with a wet field. That takes a ton of energy out of a guy. They played all 55 snaps. Iowa had nine guys on defense play all 55 wow. snaps. That, wow. That, that is, that's going into a bye week, so that's a good thing. Yeah, everybody can have some orange slices and Gatorade and uh, be ready for. <laughs> uh, sleep, sleep. Dalton had a, played another big role. I mean, they found their guy uh, by this by the sounds of things. He bailed them out a couple of times, Mark, when he really needed to. And it's good you can have a puncher like that that seemingly you can count on to do just that. Man, the rugby punt that he unleashes is uh, very different from uh, Colton Masters, and that Colton Masters. Rester, I believe, is learning that, picking that up. Uh, this is something Michael Sleep Dalton, you could tell, has done his whole life and uh, very good at it and a uh, huge plus. And it, it absolutely can. That did show up in the game. One thing I've kind of left out of my coverage the first few weeks is I've not really gotten to special teams. You know, there's the obvious with Keith Duncan, but yeah, Michael Sleep Dalton's doing his job. And, you know, you bring in a graduate transfer. Uh, from Arizona State, you wonder about. I wondered about uh, elevation. How much elevation affected his punts there? So far, I think he's better uh, on our elevation because he's been terrific and uh, a plus. Seriously, Mark, we talked about clock management there at the end of the ball game. That pass play that Weeding got bumped out of bounds, but for the second straight week at the end of the first half. There were some uh, rankled Hawkeye fans oh, going on. Non-timeouts, yeah. Yeah, the, the usage there, they got a field goal out of it. They, they were able to do the same against Rutgers, but it certainly felt clunky both weeks. Out of all the operations guys and, and the directors that they have, do they have anybody, do you know, that's dedicated to clock management at the end of halves? No. Um, I imagine that uh, you know how these guys are. You know how all coaches are. They don't want to be told they need stuff. Yeah. I would say this with the, you know the Kirk after last week Kirk ran right to Ted, the Ted Marchabroda example where you know you don't want to leave your t- your opponent any any time on the clock so let's say that was the goal the first two weeks or last week and this week don't leave the opponent with any time to do anything so if that's the goal well they did it I mean that's they did it they did they they did rip themselves out of four points and I do think Brian did want one more shot at it. Except that uh, the Avery Kelly Martin play was caught was blown inbound. I mean, he was backing out of bounds, but he clearly had stopped forward motion. It was a good call by the official. He kept the clock going, and, and I thought it was a heads up for Iowa to even get the timeout call with one second left, because you can lose track of the game really quickly and, and get that that second to go away if you don't know what's going on the other sideline. So I thought that was a good astute play. 
So I, th- I think trends, you know, they just don't want to give the opponent any time left. And, and, and Iowa State, with all those crazy rain delays, I can see wanting to get to locker room 7-6 and being okay with that. Obviously, there's going to be times when they need 7 and not 3, and, uh, you know, can they push that button? We'll, we'll find that out. But I'm actually okay with this. I do think Brian did want one more shot at it, just couldn't get it done with the, the way the ref uh, officiated that the uh, out-of-bounds play. Mark, uh, good luck fishing. Uh, best of uh, to you and your family as your daughter gets married, and we will talk to you Michigan week for the next time. Thank you, Mark. You bet, you guys. Thanks for having me yeah, on. Good to talk to you. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Uh, 11.45. Let's take a break. Come back and finish out the program here until noon. Mr. Monday Night making an appearance oh. again. Oh, yes. You've got one, do you? Oh, I got a winner. Can't wait to hear it. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 146. Get Hope. HopeLawFirm.com. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. We'll hear from Mr. Monday Night momentarily. Tell you about FullerDental.net, Dr. Stephen Fuller. General dentistry, cosmetic dentistry, restorative dentistry. If you're new to the area or you've been so long, you've been to the dentist, you can't remember your dentist's name, Dr. Stephen Fuller, fullerdental.net, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Well, Mr. Monday Night, first yes. of all, your Bears and my Broncos, what a crazy ending to that football game. It, it really was. It looked like, in fact, I was texting with uh, both a Bears and a Broncos fan yesterday and said first defensive score wins. I mean, it, it kind of had that feeling throughout. Yeah. Somebody, one offense, is going to make a mistake. But to get the field goal, Panero to actually hit it in the fashion there. 53 yards. Straight. The two-point conversion. No, it's not going to be a two-point conversion. Yes, they are going to go for the two-point mm-hmm. Just on and on. It was a wild game. Not a great game. No, by by no means was it a great but game. But an interesting game. But good for your Bears because you you got a kicker. He kicked three, three field goals, yeah. in particular the last one. If if Chris Harris doesn't touch, was it Gabriel who caught the ball? Yeah, yeah. If he doesn't touch Gabriel, the time runs out. Or had he given himself up? I think he had given himself up. At least that would be the Bears' argument to it, mm-hmm. is he fell down on his own, went down on his own, and because of that had given himself up. It was a mess. It would have been yeah. even more of a mess if it wouldn't have had that component to it. Bears get a win, a needed win, 0-2. Yes, they did. They needed that win. I mean, everybody loves to talk about the 94 Chargers starting 0-4, but yeah. that is... Certainly not a rule that happens very often. You put yourself in a hole, it's yep. an incredibly difficult one. Uh, Green Bay in Minnesota was entertaining. Kirk Cousins, you, you got him and you, you guaranteed him money. What they guarantee him? $84 million or yes. something like that. That ball that he threw into the end zone, they're running the ball at will. First and 10 from the 8, you decide to throw a pass under pressure into triple coverage. Picked off. It's just it's an egregious, egregious play. All right, Mr. Monday Night. Yes. Without further ado. I got a four-star banger for you this week. Now I just standard plays across the board. So it's Cleveland at Jets. Right. Um this was a great playoff game in nineteen eighty eight. Since then <laughs> was it nineteen eighty eight? That's what it was. Yeah. So um Trevor Simeon will start for the Jets. Who is a professional quarterback? He is. He, he was. He collects a, a paycheck and pick. everything. He started for Denver for a couple of years, which was okay. He's a smart player. That's the. That's what you'll see. That's what you get with him as a long-term starter. He's a C minus. Yes, that's what he is. Right. But he's not a D minus. No, no. Seen there, plenty there's of those. worse backups in the league, I right. would think, than Trevor Simeon. So the number six and a half. The Brownies are a 
Oh, almost a touchdown favorite on the road, Mr. Monday Night. Grabbing the points here. They got the end zones painted black. They're going to be wearing their black new alternate uniforms the this Jets evening. Are? The Jets are going to come out on fire here. They With Trevor Simeon? They might win this thing outright. Really? I you might, think the Browns can start 0-2? I might take just a little nibble on that money line, too. But I am certainly... I grabbed it this morning at 7. It is trickling down here throughout this morning since we took the air. Okay. I don't know what this thing will go off at. I would guess if you like the side that I do and you like the Jets, I'd probably say play the points now. I think you are going to see some Jets steam, Monday night football, those kind of things seem to come in. Grab the points at this point. I don't think you're going to get back to the touchdown. I don't believe throughout the rest of the day. And if you find one, pop on it right there. You know what we are going to get, Trent? We're going to get the game, which didn't look like it. But I guess DirecTV and ESPN are, have they settled? They're, they're getting it figured out. Yes, we are. Though I, I haven't seen an official release from DirecTV or from Disney, I think there. Are, it sounds like everything's incredible. Well, it was close. one extension after another. Yep. Friday night went to bed, got up, turned it on. It's going to be you're good until eight. Then you're good until eleven. Then you're good until the middle of the afternoon. And that was the last update. Ray Cole did a nice job keeping mm-hmm. uh, Central Iowa up to speed on that one. Of course, it was such a big weekend with game day. Nobody wanted to miss it, uh, and thankfully we did not. In good shape. Love that. Get it figured out. We'll keep paying our bill. Indeed. All right, last thing for you as we run out of time here. Where are you this week as far as your game of the week high school-wise is what? It will be Valley against Waukee this week. The Warriors Ooh. off to a slow start, but I love to talk about the rivalry yeah. component of this one. Everyone thinks it's Valley dialing. The two teams that don't really like each other are all that two. much are these two. And this, this is has a been real the case rivalry. for a while, Trent. Yes. It has been for a Chippy. while. Uh, Murph and Andy will be in here at 2, the Fanatics at 4. They've got their uh, recap show, the Monday morning, or the Monday afternoon. Uh, Monday afternoon. Quarterback. Chuck Long, Sage Rosenfels, Ross Peters. Although Petey's on vacation. Is he not fishing? I don't think he leaves till tomorrow. Gotcha. All right, and then tomorrow, speaking of which, the morning rush starts it over. See you then. 14.